Black queen of beauty that has given color to the world like the brightest of jewels in the regal diadem. Shinest thou, goddess of Africa, nature's purest emblem. Thy transcendent marvelous beauty made the whole world mad, bringing Solomon to tears as he viewed thy comeliness. Anthony and the elder Caesars wept at thy royal feet, preferring death than to leave thy presence, their foes to meet. Because of this union, you became mother of the world, giving tinge of robust color to five continents, making a greater world of millions of colored races whose claim to beauty is reflected through our black faces. That was a few experts from Marcus Garvey's The Black Woman. I am Stacy, And I am Adila. Welcome to our podcast, A Seat at Our Table, Present and Black. A podcast to empower, motivate, educate, and entertain our kin folk as we discuss everything from current events, adulting, politics, our careers, and everything in between from our unique Black female perspective. This week, um, we're going to do a brief deep breath, breathing exercise if I can speak, y'all. Um, if you are able to go ahead and close your eyes and take a deep inhale in through your nose. And out through your mouth. Another deep inhale in through your nose. Exhale out through your mouth. Another deep inhale in through your nose. Bringing in positivity and exhale out through your mouth. And with that, we say, I am. I am. Let's get into this week's isms. And I'm going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize because I am who I am. I'm going to make y'all aware that I am a stay-at-home mother. And so my little one, even though her favorite movie is on, refuses to leave me in peace. So um, you you may hear excerpts from her throughout our recording. And for that, I'm not sorry, but I'm making you aware. So do you want to go first with your ism space? Yeah, and part of me feels like we talked about this at some point in time, I don't remember. But asking people questions that they don't directly answer is something that kind of irks me a little bit. And like I ask you a question, sometimes I'm just looking for a yes, no, confirm or affirm or, or not. And people will go into this whole other story and I'm just like, what's, what's the answer? To the, to the question, I don't, I don't know. Am I supposed to figure it out? Is this a riddle? I don't understand. And part of that I think is me just being rigid because sometimes people will answer and you use context clues to like, oh, okay, that's what they meant. But it's like, I don't want to use context clues. If I ask you, is it raining outside? Just say yes or no. Don't say, well, it's getting cloudy. It's a little humid. And I'm just like, so is it raining? I don't, I need you to tell me yes or no. So that's just one of the things that I shouldn't say irks me, but it makes me tick a little bit. I can understand that. When people, when people like beat around the bush to your response, that it irks me as well. Or let people, oh, when they answer your question, like, what do you think? Bitch, sorry. Mm-mm. That, was, that was a little aggressive. I apologize. That makes me angry. <laughs> 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 Ooh, 
And don't um, therapists do that? Is that one of the tactics? No, 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 no. That's different. Okay. Because if I, if you're paying me, you're not coming to me so I can answer your questions. You're coming to me so I can help you have self-realization and reflection. So it's my job to help guide you to your answer, not give you the answer. That wasn't because, a personal attack. I was just asking a question. No, no, no. I, didn't <laughs> like, uh-uh. I didn't feel personally attacked. I just felt the need to clarify. And so I was giving you a clarifying response because it's, it, you know, in the training that I have, you know, all therapists are different, whatever. You know, we don't give you answers. We help you find your own answers because how you might address a situation, I might address it differently. So it's not my job to tell you if it's right or wrong. It's my job to help you find your inner answer. So in that same vein, if you're asking someone a question and they do that, how are they not helping you find your inner answer? Because I'm not coming to you for my inner, for my inner answer. I'm coming to you for your, don't do that. I will get so angry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I get so bad. Do not do that. Like if I'm asking you a question, answer my question, please. Or if I hate when somebody answers the question and then I'll give my opinion and they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, that that too. No, it can't be this too because what you said was different from what I said. So if you believe what you just said and I believe what I just said, it can't be in that. So don't be trying to, don't backpedal. But why? <laughs> I, I know literally why. People can have like... Um, different thoughts. I'm trying to think of a word that I always use, but it's escaping me now. Like that and. No. All the time, the conjunction. Absolutely not. I don't accept that. (laughs) So I agree with your ism. My ism for this week um, is Starbucks coffee is the best. And that's my ism because I have been craving coffee (laughs) and I can't have it because carrying a child and um, I just really want a grande caramel macchiato upside down with coconut milk instead of regular and three shots of espresso. What does upside down mean? Because a macchiato is like layered Upside down is when they mix it together. Um, I don't like, they put the milk, they put the espresso. It's been so long since I've had one. Um, something goes on the bottom and then there's something, something else goes on top. So they separate the espresso and the milk. Um, but I like mine mixed in together. I remember that time you tried to convince me that some Starbucks beverage was just the most amazing thing ever. I don't remember what it was. Came macchiato. That's when we saw Mario Lopez <laughs> that day in Starbucks. I'm not a coffee person, so I just don't like the taste. I think it's absolutely disgusting. And I, I wasn't sold. It wasn't horrible that, that one time, but I wasn't sold. Oh, no. Back then, I was still drinking Frappuccinos. That's what I was trying to have you have, a Frappuccino. Oh, yo. I was, I drank coffee my entire time in California. I didn't have my first cup of coffee until I drove from New York 
to Cali and I can't do Red Bull or those energy drinks because they give me the shakes. Mm-hmm. But I needed to stay awake because I was driving like 12 hour days. And so my mama was like, get yourself coffee. Because my mom is an avid coffee drinker. She likes folders in her cup in the morning. And um, I stopped and I was like, what's the fruitiest coffee that y'all have? Like the least coffee drink that you have here. And they're like a Frappuccino. And I was like, let me have one of those. And baby, I felt like a rocket ship in my car. <laughs> a rocket ship. <laughs> I, re- I can remember it so vividly. This was like eight years ago. And I remember sitting in my car and I had my music jam and my dog was in the passenger seat and I was just like bouncing and I was like, all the energy y'all I was like is this what coffee does I need this every day and then I was sitting here thinking like all those late nights and early mornings I had in undergrad and I wasn't drinking this this is what I needed and I, and I remember they had a Starbucks on my college campus that gave like discounted coffee for college students if you use your ID and I was just like and I was like why did I never sorry y'all I was like, why did I never And it's to pay full price for coffee and it's, a, it's delicious. And I literally felt like if I would have sat still, I would have shot straight up to the moon from my car. That's, that's how I felt. And I got like the smallest cup of, of coffee. And like I said, it was, I, was a, I asked them for the least coffee drink. It was a Frappuccino. And that, that thing changed my life. And every day since, I had a cup of coffee. And then when I was in grad school, hush girl, when I was in grad school and I was going to school full-time, working full-time, and I had my three practicum sites, I was drinking like five or six cups of coffee a day just to get through my day. And where was this coffee coming from? Starbucks. They was getting all my little, mm-hmm. all my little money. Mm, I'm not ashamed. I am who I am. You're the best. And that's what, five days a week? I was working uh, six days a week. Ooh. And then I, I would sleep on Sundays. My mom would be like, you got to go to church. And I'd be like, the Lord knows I'm tired. <laughs> I, was, I would get up at five o'clock in the morning. I go run my five miles. I go to my morning job. I go to school or I go to my, my full-time job, go to my afternoon job. I go to spin class. I go to see more clients and I wouldn't get home until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I did that. Sat, uh, did that Monday through Saturday. And then on the, on the weekends, on the weekends that I had class, I was in class on Saturday and Sunday from eight to five. And then I'd still go run before my eight o'clock and I go to my spin class after my five o'clock uh, class ended. Yikes. Yeah, that's why I was skinny. I wasn't drinking shit, but coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and running. And exercising. Was in the best shape of my life. Mm. <laughs> Your organs might not have been. Up. <laughs> no, I'm sure they were like deprived of everything. <laughs> she keeps jolting us every day, all day. Why does she keep doing this? <laughs> I needed it. I needed my coffee. But it's like I remember sitting in sessions and I'm so glad I don't live there anymore. I remember sitting in sessions with clients and like 
literally telling myself like you can get a cup of coffee right after this right after this you can have one like do not fall asleep on this person listen to what they're saying yeah like and then my boyfriend at the time husband now boyfriend at the time was like you're drinking way too much coffee and I'm like you you and then I got him on Starbucks too and then we got my baby and I had him on Starbucks too we're a little Starbucks family God have mercy. Yeah, my little nephew would go in there. He ordered his little his uh tea and his little breakfast sandwich. On his little Starbucks and Starbucks family. <laughs> so when when we had when the black community had to boycott Starbucks because of their racial profiling, it hurt my feelings personally because I was like I had invested in their stock. I remember that very well. <laughs> How dare you? What? <laughs> boycott mm. I know and he was like he was like babe we can't drink Starbucks for a while because the black community is boycotting and I was like so is that publicly known that we're doing that or is that something that you decided that we're doing and he was like no like they're on the blackout list and I was like mm. so that means I can get one cup today and then just buy the pods for the K cup at home. No, it was really hard. I was having withdrawals. <sighs> wow, there's a word for that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Starbucks coffee, it's like putting, it's like driving around in a luxury vehicle and having to put premium gas in your car and then going to a small town that doesn't sell premium gas. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I am a luxury vehicle and I need premium gas and that premium gas is Starbucks. Interesting. And you haven't drank it in a while and you've, you've been just fine, huh? No, I still feel like I'm the walking dead. Mm-hmm. But that's also because I'm a mom. Yeah. I heard that once you become a mom, you don't sleep anymore. So there's that. Well, if I stop breastfeeding and stop getting pregnant, I will go back to my Starbucks if we're allowed. If we're allowed. <laughs> I mean, I hope they don't do shit else that pisses us <laughs> off because it's going to be upset, being upsetting for me. Interesting. But I digress. Never been, I don't know. I tried it that one time. I have a um, a fair shot. No, it's it's good. I'm, I don't, I'm good. I have a classmate who loves... Um, <laughs> that stuff when we were on campus she would go and get her starbucks every weekend and it would just be tea but it was like it had to be starbucks I'm like and i've tasted the tea i'm like mm, okay i'm not paying for that but all right y'all work it out i mean that's what my, my husband doesn't drink coffee but he had to have the chai tea latte and they used to have an oprah chai tea latte that's what he drank from there you said oprah Mm-hmm. They had an Oprah chai tea latte. That's what he would drink. And then I would get my caramel macchiato. And then my nephew would get, he, there was this like passion fruit tea that didn't have caffeine in it. He would get that. Because he was six, you know, he doesn't need coffee. So I would get him something that, that was non-caffeinated. Like they had a green tea that had like a little bit of sweet to it or like a lemonade. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My mama was like, he don't need no coffee. And I was like, I'm not stupid. He gets the <laughs> lemonade or tea. I'm not completely irresponsible. <laughs> What's the age for the kid to have coffee? Oh, he don't know. He ain't doing that. 
No, I I'm think kids need cotton. What okay. you need? You have natural energy. What you need? What you? So what you from? Eighteen. Yeah, take a nap. What's the, what's the ludicrous song? If you tired, be quiet, go to sleep. Mm. My my kids won't be drinking any coffee. That's what, what you need it for. If you need something to wake up, that means you should have went to bed on time. I think people drink it just for the because it's cool. Like little kids, like the same thing with alcohol. It's cool, so I'm gonna do it. Because um, I see little people drinking coffee, and it's just mind boggling to me. But you know, not to judge anybody's parenting, it's just like, mm, okay, well, I guess that works in the household. I was always told as a kid that I couldn't. Like my parents, I don't think I don't know. And this is so sad. I don't remember if my dad drank coffee. I remember smelling coffee in my house as a child. I know my mother drank it. And she would tell me that I could not have it because it would stain my teeth and stunt my growth. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't allowed to have it as a child. Mm-hmm. But my mama had made it one time and went to the bathroom or something and I tasted it and it was disgusting. My mama drinks the coffee black. Oh, and I was like, that's nasty. Who's doing that? And I just never wanted it that was my only experience of ever having it and I was like this is what adults need I don't need this but um like I said and then that was when I was like maybe in elementary school and the first time after that I had I was 23 so I never felt the need to have it until then Starbucks got the winning formula pound of sugar mm-hmm. some more sugar and some mm-hmm. milk and some sprinkles it's the best. And I and I used to tell my cohort sisters about it all the time. And they were like, they couldn't handle Starbucks because it was too strong. And I was like, that's why I love it. It's like going to the doctor and getting anesthesia. Like, it's the best. Like, it's, it's, it's the drug of choice. <laughs> I'm telling you, I miss me a good cup of coffee. I miss, this is going to sound really horrible. I miss being in the California wet, like the cool weather when it gets kind of cool out, just so I could put my little wrap on and get me like a hot cup and I can grab it with both hands. <laughs> There's something about that. Yeah. That drug was strong. Great. Such an old lady. <laughs> You think they sprinkle some crack in their coffee? Like, (laughs) I wouldn't put it past them, little cocaine. (laughs) Yeah, cocaine, that's what I meant. Sprinkling it like salt bay. Just a little bit. I mean, and then when you go to Starbucks, they have all those little, like, extra things you can sprinkle on top. A little bit of crack, a little bit of heroin. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Something is in there because that ain't. Oh, so good. And the the lines, the lines at Starbucks be like the lines at Chick-fil-A. Wrapped around. Ridiculous. I don't that's that's me having no words. Oh. <laughs> but and then so I had a friend who worked at Google in LA and he told me they had free Starbucks in their cafeteria interesting i I never got to go inside it was very sad because i wanted they had like they had a chef that made them breakfast lunch and and dinner and they worked and it was free for employees i mean and they got free coffee and i was just like i went to school for the wrong thing (laughs) 
they don't do this for therapists. Like we got to pay for our own shit. I would like to go and get me a free cup of coffee. I'll go to downtown. I mean, downstairs in the in the cafeteria. Keep them keep them um amped up to get that work done. Man, please. If they if they uh, fed me and gave me coffee, I'd be working all types of overtime. <laughs> but for the little bit of money they pay therapists, we do this shit anyway. We all be on salary working five, 70 hours a week. Ridiculous. Anyway, I digress. Starbucks is the best. That's my ism. Awesome. All well, right. Okay, we'll move on to this week's ramblings and talking points. We're, today, we're going to be talking about the infamous B word or be it. Um, and <laughs> don't spit it out. <laughs> okay, so... We all know this whole, um, this argument or debate rather that's been going on for a long time and how the word has morphed to mean different things over time. So we want to, I want to talk about that and get your opinion on, (laughs) on, on your stance on it, because I know how I feel about it. We'll talk about that as well. So let's jump right into it. So the origins of the word, it dates back to a long time ago. I've seen 15th century and I just wasn't that beat on doing that much research to confirm it. So it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it originally meant a female dog, which we all know. Then, you know, it's an, an, an insult to degrade women. Well, if you call somebody a female dog, that's an insult. Then it morphed into just a way to simply refer to a woman. So, and just instead of saying, that's my woman, you like, that's my bitch. And I'm gonna keep saying it like that. Um, and name slick back. Say what? <laughs> like your pimp name slick back. Like you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then nowadays, it's I guess an a term of empowerment where some women use it to um, denote their self because you know every now and again they a bad bitch, and it's more power to you. So um, there's this type of dichotomy, if you will, where when you self-identify, you use it as a term of empowerment, as I said, (laughs) to it being, you know, to you being labeled as one, to, uh, you know, portray shame, humiliation, or disgrace if somebody calls you that. So, you know, we can have a debate on whether or not it's slang, or if, you know, it can mean different things like the N-word. So here's my take on it. I'm nobody's bitch. Don't call me that. I'm not a bad bitch. We're not doing that. We gotta have a problem if anyone refers to me in that way. And you know, Queen Latifah back in the day made the song "You and I T Y," where she literally talked about that. Um, and it, and it, I'm just like, I don't get how that's okay. And and when did it when did it become okay, Adila? Like when did it become okay? Why am I the token? Maybe you can tell me. Um, because I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't find, I couldn't find that timeline. I don't know, quote unquote, when it became okay. I'm cracking up because of how you're saying bitch. <laughs> but I do know that about you, that you don't like that. And so I don't talk to you that way. But most of my friends, including my gay guy friends, I'd be like, bitch, like, like, like his girl, please. It's a word that I think that has 
kind of been watered down when you use it amongst friends. Mm-hmm. However, it is also still very disrespectful because if, if it ever came out my husband's mouth, <laughs> I would slap the taste buds off of him, you know? And then and then run, of course, because I don't believe that you should ever put your hands on anybody unless you want to get hit back. But that, I digress. But um, I don't... <laughs> I... I use, I like the way the word bitch tastes in my mouth. I, yes. I use it on everybody except for you, of course, and my mama. <laughs> my mama ain't my friend. She'll slap you and not run. <laughs> She'll be like, and what? Try me. She'll be and I'll wake up 10 years from now. But um, I, I think my, my older sister didn't like it at first. And I think I was in college and her and I started like getting a better rapport. And um, I was like, bitch, bitch. Like, that, was my, that was my word. Like I, all, my, all my F words are bitches back in college. And so my sister was coming around and I would say it. She's like, don't call me that. Don't use that word with me. She's like, bitch, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> now she is like, she uses it just like I do. But if a man called us a B word or another chick that we're not friends with called us a bitch, then we'd have a problem. So it's, it's one of those words that has multiple meanings. It's a multifaceted word. Let me turn my camera on so you can see my face. Right, and, I, and there's also an appropriate time and place for the word. So I don't use it at work. I don't use it with clients. I don't use it in, in a professional setting. Not rude. Um, because people are plenty of bitches in my mind. Uh-huh. And I can, I can call you a bitch in an email without saying the word bitch. Howsoever. I think there's a time and a place for it. And to me, bitch is kind of, is like friend or like girl. Like, and then even, okay. And then even the girl thing, like you and I have had conversations about saying that to other women. You're like, girl. And so I'll try to say woman, please, instead of girl, please. Cause we all grown, you know, we all have our menstruals. We, you know, we're not girls anymore. So I, I really just think it's a preferential thing. Um, I've seen women of all ages use the word bitch as terms of endearment and empowerment. But I think women are taking different words and empowering themselves with them like whole strippers. Now, it used to be embarrassing that women were strippers and now strippers is the new housewife. So, I mean, people. It's, I think it's just the perception is changing and people are becoming more tolerable. Um, and people are more uh, lapsed. And I also think that the audience that is being consumed in mainstream media is younger. And that's why it's more acceptable for those types of things. Does that make sense? I understand. I didn't answer your question. See, it takes me back to my ism. <laughs> Does that make sense? It was a yes or a no. <laughs> I'm like, I understand. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I feel like, when you, cause I was, what was I watching the other day? The Wendy Williams show. And like everyone she was talking about was like, and I, I think we're young, right? We're in our thirties. 
But everyone she was talking about was like 19, 22. These pity suckling babies. Like they don't know nothing. And they, they walk around here with more money than most adults have ever seen. And they're the ones who are using these words. They're the ones who are, you know, behaving in this way and making it acceptable for our young children to be seen and and um, be seen and accepted in this way or presented in this way rather. And so I'm like, I just, I think it's just, it's the time, it's the time and it's who, who the, um, not who the audience is, who the, um, the people who are creating the culture at the time. Yes. Yes. Or curating the culture. Yes. Because back then when our parents were curating it, there was a different level of um, respect that we held for ourselves or that our parents' generation held for themselves. That's not there necessarily with this generation. Right, right, right. And so... You calling me a stripper, but I, I got my bills paid. So being a stripper ain't bad. You know, I'm a bad bitch. Oh, okay, bad bitches are good things. Bitches everywhere. And it, it's just, it's just the, is the dichotomy the right word? It's just the way of the world these days, unfortunately. But I do, I, my name is Fila and I'm a, I'm a bitch word user. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can rock with that, um, that understanding rather the lack of consciousness and everything's all about money mm-hmm. and things now with these I don't even want to say the younger generation because you have old heads out here who doing the same thing like that's what they think they're young and you are concerned about a, a blinged out chain like really mm-hmm. for real though but again you know live your life um how you see fit you're not harming anyone then I guess that's okay but it's a really bad um, example, role models for the young people who they don't really have anybody, a lot of, I guess, strong, positive images to follow. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate that lack of consciousness and, and this is just based on my view of the word. I'm so mm-hmm. disrespectful. Even someone told me, you have a resting bitch face. And I'm like, nope, we're not doing that. We're not doing that at all because that's disrespectful. Why would you even, why would you even, why would you even say that to somebody? I know it's a word and we, people have embraced this word, but I don't, and you know that I don't, so don't, don't use that word with me. And it's like, that's one of the things where I have no problem. I'll just cut you off. I'm good. Like you, we cannot acquaintances to possibly being friends. If you cannot respect that, you can call me queen if you want. You can call me regal, you can call me royal, or you can just call me a woman, right. but, or my name, right? Right. <laughs> my name? I, oh, it drives me crazy. And I, was, I can't help but think about that whole era when Queen was out and she was rapping about it. And then something just changed. And I don't know when, mm-hmm. where it became okay to be. To dehumanize ourselves that way? Yeah. Because like, and I think about when you call, when you say Mitch, right? Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm staying calling a weak man a Mitch, a little Mitch. <laughs> and it's nothing good. It's, it's in no good way. It's just like, you're weak, you're lame, and you need to go back and start over. 
and I think of it's just the play on the word bitch with an M. So how, I guess maybe men later will start, you know, embracing that. Well, they already embracing weakness these days. I don't even understand. But, but and then you have men who embrace bitch. Like that's a bad, that's a bad bitch right there. Like they'll talk about that to each other. However, whenever you refer to a man as a female, uh, as a female, um, a widely used female term, it's always weakness to them. You know, when you're mad at a man, you call him a pussy. You call him, you know, you call him a bitch. You call him, why you act like a female? When really females are the strongest people on earth because let me see you bleed for a week um, every month or let me see you push a whole human being out of your uterus, okay? Right. But I digress. Um, anywho, I think it's just the the fact that you're referring to a man as a female term is what's disrespectful about it. Not because it's, um, because the word bitch is disrespectful. Because I mean, you got men who wear mercies and stuff. That's why you put an M on it and it makes it a man. Yeah. <laughs> a male term, not a bitch. Yep. Like those two things just don't, don't mix. It's like oil and water. You, you, you know, you can't. My opinion. No bueno. I have, I have a few friends who don't like the word. And I and I don't use it with them. And I don't feel like some type of way. I'm just like, it, it's a preferential thing. Mm-hmm. Like I have friends who don't like to use the N-word, right? Like I, I would prefer to not be called a negress if I didn't, you know. But I I'm, also, I'm also from the South and my family is from Florida. <laughs> and half of my family uses the N-word like it's the address. So <laughs> like sometimes you just have to like to deal. But um so I know that was like that's my dad's favorite word. Nigga, please. What? Hey, listen! I used to say it all the time. I'm just my like my dad was old school. Daddy, can we go outside? Nigga, it's raining. Look, just I mean, it's simple. No, sufficient. (laughs) But he just he uh, it and it was just what he did. And he worked at a white college, so I know he didn't use that word at work. But with his children, it was all types of n words, and it was just it was what it was. So I, I, I think I've just, I hate this word shift, but I think that's just what black people have learned to do. We shift our dialect depending on who we are interacting with. Um, and so some of my friends like to use the N word and so I indulge them and some of them don't. And some of my friends like to use the bitch word and some of them don't. I mean, I'm not here to judge. As long as I don't feel like it's being used at me in, der- in a derogatory term, I'm pretty good. Uh, I just, I feel like I have other things to stress out about at this point, but there are things that I have a hard no for. But being being called a bitch by one of my friends, who I know that it's not coming from, like, because my sister, like I said, my sister will say, hey, bitch, let me tell you this, but if she's like, you're being a bitch, I'm like, excuse you, I'd be upset. But it depends on how she says it. Okay, so if it's a verb versus a noun in that example. In the yes, in that example, yes. Hmm. Interesting. You made a well, 
Or even if even if we were having an argument, she was like, bitch, and I'm like, your mama, which is what we do, even though we have to say. But I don't, I, I get that. And it's just like, well, we just picking and choosing when it's okay. Yes. Like we do, like I was thinking before about how we changed the word bad to mean something good. Uh-huh. Um, the word stupid, this was way back in the day. Mm-hmm. To me, like, oh, that's good. Like, oh, that's, that's stupid. But you know that that's not stupid. It's just a way to say that's really great. Right. And funky, I hate that word so much. But fresh. Oh my gosh, I hate that word. Um, So I get how we've changed. We've decided that we were going to do something different (laughs) from the accepted meaning of the word. I just can't and won't get on board with this one. I feel like we need to raise our consciousness. There was a time, was once upon a time where we respected ourselves and this would be absolutely not, ooh, what, you're not, we're not doing that. I'm not going to refer to another human being as that in a, in a way to say this is a term of endearment because in my head, it, you it's, you can't, it, it's not, nothing endearing about that word. So I was going to ask you a question and I forgot. So why are you thinking of your question? As I was listening to you, I was like, I would never call my daughter one. Even in a playful way? No. Right. So what makes it any different? Like why, where's, where's that line? Right. Like, cause I would never call my daughter one. Cause like, even when she has moments where she's being, um, temperamental I'm not oh my god she's being bitch I'm like okay you're being very opinionated I don't like it I don't tell her she's being a bitch because I I just one I don't want to normalize that to her um I don't want her to feel like it's okay for other people to say that to her um but then I'm also just like she's a baby but now when she's 16 and I'm calling you and telling you to come get this one <laughs> because you're gonna work my nerves I feel like, that, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's a, I don't know. I don't know if there's ever an appropriate age because my nieces are like in their 20s now. And I talk to them kind of like, we're not friends, but we're friendlier since they're adults, adult-ish, adult age. And I think one of my nieces said something to me one day and I was like, bitch. And she was like, auntie. And I was like, I'm sorry, I forgot it was you. Like she was so offended. And I was like, I'm sorry, baby. To them, I'm still auntie. Uh-huh. Which I think is like hilarious because they'll talk to me about adult things. And then I'll be like, bitch, what? And they auntie, no. Like, and then it's this little like baby voice. I'm like, girl, you're 24. Hey, there's that line, that, that respect, like regardless of age, like you still respect your elders. Yes, they still don't cuss around me, stuff like that, which is, I think, is hilarious because I'm like, for, I'm basically your sister. I'm like seven years older than you, but still. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. Part of it might be for me where, you know, I don't curse. And mm-hmm. so that's saying any, I'm like, I have so many words in my lexicon. I don't feel the need to use those 
Although sometimes I'm not even gonna lie. Like when you're saying stuff, it just add, might add a little spice, a it little more good. emphasis to really get your point across. So yeah. people know what you're talking about. But I just, and I used to curse so bad, um, like out of high school. Yeah, it was like probably toward the end of high school. So like my first year or so in college, like every other word that came out of my mouth was profanity. And I'm just like, why am I, I don't, I don't even remember when it, when I came to my sense of complaint, I don't need to behave this way. But maybe that has partly to do with why I don't like that. Well, let me think back. I don't even think I used that word when I was cursed. No, I don't think I did. It's just such a derogatory term. I mean, it can, it can be derogatory. Cause I, so to go back to your point about having so many other words in your lexicon, like I feel like when you're highly educated, people feel like, oh, you shouldn't have to use cuss words. But I feel like because I'm educated, I can use them in addition to my, in addition to my million dollar words and tell you where to go. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have an exact example. I don't know if you remember this professor that I had for my substance abuse class. He, he disrespected me in such a huge way in the midst of class. And I remember sitting up and being like, you have the right one, sir. <laughs> and I remember like cussing him out without cussing. And like the way, I guess the way that I carry myself, you know, cause I'm ta- I have the tattoos and I'm very like lackadaisical. People expected me to like cuss him out, but I cursed him out without using profanity. And I grabbed my things and left. And there were, and I remember one of my cohort sisters who was like older, she was like, I am just so proud of you for not cussing. <laughs> I thought she was going to say so many cuss words. I was like, no, I can get loud and belligerent without cursing. Shoot. And I was like, because if I would have used cuss words, I just would have been like the angry black chick versus saying what I needed to say. But I let him know everything I needed to let him know about, about himself without using a cuss word which is why I was able to get what I needed to get out of the situation. But she was just like, she, the whole time she was praying, like, please don't cuss, please don't cuss. <laughs> she knows I am good for a cuss word, okay? But I just, I think it's interesting because, and then all the research says that people who are able to use profanis, profanity in an eloquent way have a higher IQ. Oh-ish. I'm just saying that's I'm sorry, I didn't read the research. And I know statistics can be, you know, helpful. Numbers can be, you know, made to support your narrative if you're right. savvy enough. I mm. think that's nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> that's going to be Reginald. Say what? I disagree, Reginald. <laughs> that's oh, I'm trying to figure out. I'm sorry, I'm thinking. Go ahead. What'd you say? Is she sleep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that baby, I would've been like, "No, you ain't sleeping. Wake up! <laughs> I ain't sleeping. You ain't sleeping. That's terrible." But yeah, that's 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 the discussion. That's where we stand. And I and I would never call you that. I don't care how okay with it, with the word you are. Did I say that right? How yeah. I've accepted that from our friendship. I don't call you that I don't refer to you as that I don't like 
when I talk about some of my friends, I'll be like, oh, so-and-so, that's my bitch. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, Stacy, that's my homegirl right there. The difference. You're my special friend. Is that is that, is that going to be the new, the new uh, morph of the word? To a special friend. <laughs> Female dog to special friend. It is. I'm like, that's my special friend. <laughs> I was talking to um, my cousin-in-law, like well, my husband's cousin, the other day, and she was like, "Does uh, does your daughter have a godmother?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "All my kids have the same godmom." And she was like, "Who?" I was like, "My friend Stacy." And she was like, "Who's that?" I said, "She was at the baby shower," and, and there, she was like, "Who is she?" And I, would, I described her to you. She's like, "Oh my gosh, she's so quiet." She's like, "How do y'all work?" And I was like, "Everybody always asks that." I said, "She's not quiet." I said, she didn't talk to you because she didn't know you. I said, but she's not a quiet person. And she was like, oh. And I was like, she's not mean. She just didn't know you. And I, like, I didn't feel like I owe her an explanation or apology. And I was like, she just don't know who you are. And I'd be like, it's my special friend. Like, you don't, you don't have to know her. You don't have to understand our relationship, our di- our di- um, dynamic. She's my friend, and I love her for who she is. She ain't going to talk to you. She don't owe you nothing. And now that I know that I will never talk to this person, I'm joking. <laughs> be questioning me in my life (laughs) i get get offended when people are offended because you don't talk to them i'm like she don't owe you no conversation (laughs) it's so weird to me i've never been that person let me just go up and start talking to people Mm, i need to watch how you move first to determine if i want to talk to you (laughs) i'd be so funny because i'd be defending your picky isms i'd be like she ain't gonna talk to you who who are you to her nobody you don't pay her bills so i guess in that in that instance i was a bitch and I've gotten it. I know people like, oh my gosh. I'm like, well, that's opinion. No, she didn't think you were a bitch. She was just like, I guess she figured because I'm so outgoing that somebody who I would choose to be my godmother would also be very similar to me. And I'm like, I'm like people don't know that you're just as goofy as I am. But people don't see that all the time because they don't get to spend as much time with you. But I'm like, Stacey ain't got no good sense. Don't, don't. <laughs> okay, do not let her mannerisms fool you. Like, she, she just, she just as goofy as me. Child, I keep thinking about it to a time when I was a kid. I was such a goofy child. I remember one day I walked into a wall, but I was walking parallel to it. So you walk into a wall when you're walking parallel to the wall. And after I saw I wasn't going to get any attention, I just started laughing. <laughs> I knew that I was going to love you when we went to Home Good and we were walking down the, um, the, the, the glass blown aisle and you were like, I just want to run my hand down here and knock all these over. <laughs> like, this lady got issues. <laughs> it would never damage your store, listeners? <laughs> no, I know you've never done it. And you know, she's never done it. But the fact that you were, I was thinking it and you said it out loud. <laughs> Who doesn't want to break things? Like every now and then. But you were just like, I could just run my hand through her. And I was like, yes. Same. Clean up later. <laughs> What'd you say? You don't have to clean up later. Yes. Like, Y'all got that? Oh, thanks. Nah, but yeah, so that's the conversation to to be itch or not to be itch that is the question bitch or not to be. 
No, I have to say it like that for the rest of the week. <laughs> That's the only way I'm comfortable saying it because otherwise I'm not saying it. <laughs> I got to turn it into something else. But you say it like you somebody old school pimp or something. Can't handle it. Beach. Like the the thing with the sand. No. There's water. Beach. <laughs> There's a difference between a beach and a bitch. Bitch. Oh gosh. I guess that wraps up that's that wraps up this week's ramblings. I know it's real when she's asleep. That that means we're done. All right. Any announcements this week? No, ma'am. Okay, okay. Let's go to survival skills 101. My survival skill this week is live your truth and don't apologize for it. Word up. And the next moment isn't promised. Whatever you're going through, try to find some good in the situation. And with that, govern yourselves accordingly. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening to A Seat at Our Table present and black. Peace.